Hollywood confession. So this is a hard one for me because I have a lot. I feel like Hollywood was testing me. You gotta like pay your dues yeah. by doing this weird shit to start <laughs> with. And they jump out and start dancing like, oh my gosh, I'm backstage with Magic Mike. Welcome to the Hollywood Reveal. I'm Helen Shepard. I'm a TV host, actor, and comedian. Three years ago, I packed up my life and moved from London to Hollywood. I've learned so much since coming to this crazy town, and honestly, the best part has been meeting such interesting and inspiring people. My wonderful guests on the Hollywood Reveal share their biggest secrets and confessions about living and working in Hollywood. If you have ever wondered what it's really like to live in LA and pursue your dreams here, stay tuned. Of course, there's also going to be plenty of juicy Hollywood gossip. Today I have such an amazing guest, I'm so excited. Okay, she is a circus performer, an acrobat, a contortionist, a model, an actor, and a TV host, the ultimate multi-hyphenate. Please welcome Christine Lee. Hello. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for being my first. Thank you. You make me sound so great. Thank you for that intro. You are so great. So I want to let my listeners know how I meet my guests and kind of an insight into my world here in Hollywood. So we met um, because we were both hosting for an online entertainment and news channel. Yes. But we didn't actually meet until we then randomly got booked on another job. And I think you heard my voice when I came in <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we would see each other on, on YouTube and on Instagram. But like I, I knew you, but I was like, I've never met her. Why do I think I know her? So yeah, it was kind of like that awkward Instagram thing where you see someone and you think you know them and you say hi and then you realize you've just stalked them and now they know. So yeah. that's what it felt like. <laughs> and I love that Hollywood is like such a small world that we've actually worked on now three different hosting jobs together and um, we've done jobs with other people that are like, oh, you know my friend Christine, or you know Helen, and then we it turned out that we had a really good mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a small world Very here. Very small world. I love it. Okay, so this is called the Hollywood Reveal. So Christine, do you have something that you can share or reveal with us? It can be a Hollywood story or a Hollywood confession. Oh man, Hollywood confession. So. This is a hard one for me because I have a lot. <laughs> like I know a lot about a lot of very interesting celebrities because as a circus performer, we get booked for crazy gigs like opening acts for parties or artists and singers and comedians. And it's, it's amazing. But every single one is under an NDA. <laughs> so I can't say too much about who I perform for or with. Um, but I don't know. Some of the things that were really fun for me, um, is, uh, many years ago I did one show and I didn't know who else was booked and I was backstage and I was in the room with like five extremely handsome men and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> and they jump out and start dancing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm backstage with Magic Mike. This oh, is amazing. Wow. Dream job, dream job. Dream job. And I, I was single at the time, but what I found out after trying to talk to these lovely five gentlemen is that none of them were interested in um, a female identifying people. So that oh, was kind wow. of funny because I was like, oh my gosh, like taking selfies backstage, signing it to girlfriends. I'm like, wait, this is not going to work. <laughs> but I might have some friends, other friends to introduce them to. But yeah, I would say that was probably one of my most interesting 
Hollywood moments that that I wow. very much enjoyed. I wish you didn't <laughs> sign those NDAs and you could spill. You'll have to tell me afterwards. Yes. Uh, you are honestly one of the busiest people I know. In fact, I think you're the busiest person I know. So I'm firstly so grateful that you managed to find time to do this. Um, and I just want to know how you juggle. Do you see what I did there? Like, how you juggle that LA life. Uh, thanks um how do you manage um you know auditions whilst shooting and then performing and I know that you teach contortion and um aerial and things as well so how on earth do you seriously juggle all that um it's a good question because honestly every day is a different day and I think anyone who's listening to this who is a creative or a performer or an actor knows that it just comes in waves like there are times where I'm doing like three gigs in one day and driving across the city and putting makeup on in the car and changing. And then there's days where there's nothing. <laughs> and it's the time to at least train for upcoming acts. So so anyway, so I think there's a lot of ups and downs. But personally, what I try to do is I try to book out like corporate circus gigs in advance because that is at least the bulk of my income. Um, just because as a creative, it's it's a little hard to make a living. So I try to make sure to focus on that. And then in terms of auditions and preparing for things coming up, I try to block off at least two hours a day just for self-submissions, auditions, memorizing lines for upcoming auditions, just to make sure that there's always a pipeline flowing. Um, so even if I have circus gigs, like I will wake up two hours early just to be on my computer to do that. Um, and then the other thing I would say, and again, I think most performers and actors know just being available, like being on your phone, being on Instagram, like if there's ever a casting call or ever a request for anything, like just being readily available, even if I'm on the go. It's, it's um, just yeah. so insane how last minute things are. For example, yes. last week I got an audition, an in-person audition with a two-page script and I got it four hours before the audition yes. was happening. Oh, and it's just so insane. And you know, the same when you book a job, sometimes they let you know at 10 p.m. the night yep. before and you're like, I can't go to bed till I get the call sheet because I don't know what time I have to get <laughs> yes. up to get myself there. It's just the most insane thing. Yes. I wonder if it's very different at the top. Like is Zendaya getting like... <laughs> two hours before she has to go audition I hope not (laughs) but yeah no for sure like I've definitely had big gigs where in acting gigs where they're like okay we don't know when your call time is and I'll get an email at two in the morning that's like your call time is at 5 a.m in like Lancaster and I'm like (laughs) what like and I'll wake up at six and they'll be like where are you I'm like you emailed me at 2 a.m. And they're Did like, you were supposed to be here. It happened. Wow. Yeah. But fortunately, I showed up and I was actually the first one there. So Unsurprisingly, I was like, like, that's kind of not my responsibility. But that's Hollywood for sure. For sure. Um, and you do so many different things. You mentioned that you have to train for all your circus acts. And obviously, you have to stay in very good shape. So how do you... Um, kind of manage all of your training alongside your auditioning and I think what I'm really trying to ask is like do you have any advice for anyone that's following multi um, different avenues in the entertainment industry like do you have to focus on one thing it's a good question so I I feel very fortunate in that my life went in the order of working a normal day job so I, I worked a nine to five and worked in tech and then I quit and joined the circus so I had years and years of training <laughs> And then I started acting. So I think because the order of events were in that direction, I feel 
fortunate in that most of my training now is maintenance versus growth. Right. But for anyone who wants to have a special skill or something that they want to get off to, like training is everything. Like having the best coaches and dedicating yourself to that and going to programs where it's two months abroad and, and you're learning everything from the best coaches around the world. Like that is necessary. And I got very fortunate that I did that 16 years ago. So I've been performing a long time. And then I really started acting more in the past like five or six years. Um, so fortunately, it's more of maintenance and like staying on my training and staying on cross training. But um, but yeah, for anyone who's out there who wants to be act be acting and doing some other skill, like dedicate yourself to that training. Like take that time aside to actually be good at what you do versus being, and I'm sure any actors out there know, like there's so many people that submit for like yoga, like yoga teacher, and like they've never actually even done yoga. <laughs> it's like, so <laughs> painful to watch. But yeah, if you want to be that person where you are an actual yogi, like take your, take your time to train and actually be that person. Yeah, amazing advice. It just made me think of uh, a really silly job that I did where I had to be a violinist. Do you know how I'm musical? I, like, I love music. I cannot play an instrument at all. And I was like, why am I booked for this job out of everyone in LA? You look like a violinist, actually. I would believe it. They had to show me a YouTube video. No one there knew oh, how to play gosh. the violin. We had these like really expensive, I don't even know how many thousands of dollars violins. So Hollywood. And I'm like, don't even know how to hold yeah, it properly. Yeah. That I'm, and, and it was a print shoe as yeah. well. So I can't wait for that to come out. That actually <laughs> happened to me with a volleyball shoot. So I'm terrible. Like, I'm great at walking on my hands and climbing and flying through the air. But if you throw a ball at me, I literally can't <laughs> catch it. And I got cast to be a volleyball player because I, I look athletic. And they there was like six people on the shoot. And when they actually put the commercial out there, they had all five of the other actors <laughs> and none of me because they're like, oh, this girl really oh, doesn't no. know what she's doing. Oh no, oh no, yeah. you got cut. But but you know what? I don't mind if I get yeah. cut from stuff as long as I get the paycheck. That's, that's all that matters. Oh. Um, talking of weird and wonderful jobs, I think you'll like this one. I got cast to be a body double and I was so excited. My first ever body double job. Um, turned up to the set, which was in Lake Piru or Piru, however you say that place. So I was like, I got up at 4am to drive there. I get there and then I'm like looking and I'm like, Oh, who am I the body double for? <laughs> and I'm the body double for an Asian man. <laughs> I see there's that one. <laughs> I was just like, what? And I had oh, to do all these scenes like where he would be, have been in the back of the car. Yeah. And I'm just like, I literally don't look at like how, I guess how we were the same height choose? and the same hair color. Maybe the same he facial had, features. He had like long, longer <laughs> hair. So I don't know. Oh man. That was, great. that was pretty crazy. Um, and then what other weird things? I did a music video where I had to lie in a pile of people. Luckily, I was near to the top. <laughs> but it was really weird just having to cr climb on top of people and be like, oh, is this okay? You know, like you that just made <laughs> you just met each other like <laughs> like two minutes before. It's like right during COVID too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think this was slightly before COVID. Oh, so <laughs> what's the weirdest job that you've had to do? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um well, as a circus performer, there's a lot of roles that I fill just because I'm oftentimes a creature or a zombie of sorts. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, in the acting side of things, I I have like a, a face where I could kind of be anyone. Um, like I could be a nurse. I could be a mom. I could be a daughter. Um, but I had this one week where like I still to this date like almost don't believe that this happened. Similar to your <laughs> being cast as a Asian male. Like 
like one day I got cast as a 16 year old daughter and granddaughter, uh, a Korean granddaughter. And I was like, okay, that's slightly off my actual casting age, but all right, I'll do it. And I even messaged the casting director with like, are you sure? Like I'm in my thirties and they're like, oh no, no, you're fine. The client loves you. I'm like, all right, showed up. It went great. The next day I got an email with, hey, we just cast you as an Indonesian grandmother. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I'm in my 60s or 50s or 60s? They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just going to be hair and makeup. And I was like, so you're basically telling me I could be my own grandma. <laughs> in the same week. <laughs> that is amazing. Week. <laughs> that is so Hollywood. I actually yeah. have a really funny story about a gig that you got me. Oh, yeah. I remember you called me at like 8 a.m. one morning and you were like, <laughs> Uh, can you do stand-up comedy this evening? <laughs> Call this guy. So anyway, I end up turning up to this like huge mansion in the Hollywood Hills and I get there and there's these like six billionaire men there. I have to perform stand-up comedy to these six men. And um, which was I'm very sure you terrible. killed it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just like confused by what was happening. They're like, who's this strange British woman? But um, then afterwards I spoke to the organizer and they said, oh, you did so good. You know who you were standing in for? And I'm like, who? And they're like, Kevin Hart, he canceled. <laughs> I'm like, I'm replacing Kevin Hart. And then I made a joke like, well, maybe I should be getting the same rate that Kevin Hart was getting. Cause I was thinking he wouldn't be doing it for what I'm getting paid. And then they said, he's actually, he was planning to donate his fees to charity. So if you want us to donate your fee to charity, we can. And I was like, no, it's fine. I've got LA rent to pay. He should (laughs) give his charity fees to you. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so insane how you can like have nothing booked in that day. And then that evening you're like replacing Kevin Hard for a comedy gig. That is wild. Well, well well-deserved. Thank you. And I have to say my actual stand-in jobs did improve because then I got to stand in for Gal Gadot and also... So for Cindy Crawford. So what? Yeah, I got That's to body amazing. double for her. So oh. that was that was um <laughs> that was pretty special. I feel like Hollywood was testing me. You gotta like pay your dues yeah. by doing this weird shit to start <laughs> with. Um okay, what else do I want to ask you about? Let's let's talk about something a little bit more serious right now. Because Hollywood is known to be a breeding ground for dangerous stereotypes, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to Asian representation and particularly for Asian American women. Um I read a statistic uh, taken from UCLA's diversity report that um, Asian actors only make up 5.6% of leading roles in Hollywood. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that does not represent the number of actual Asian population in America. So it is, it's a a double-edged sword. Like I would say when I first started acting, I was always, and it sounds so like not politically correct to say, but I was I was always the sidekick. Like I was always, you know, the the secondary role. I'm always maybe the girlfriend or the adopted person. Like I, you're never the lead. Uh, but I would say that over the past three four years, things have changed a lot. Um, like from Crazy Rich Asians and so many netflix shows and and just so much success that's happening right now um it's changing like when i get casting calls and auditions now it's it's much more wide-ranging but still when i look at most of the gigs i book it's like okay five people at a barbecue they need an asian person so i i do end up being that token um but i mean i would say in general it's getting better but i hope i hope being an asian american female as a lead of a not a traditional Asian role is the future. 
um, if, if that makes sense. Like one of my favorite roles that I've ever played was actually, there was a casting call for it and it was for a, it was either mixed or ethnically ambiguous role. Um, and I, I submit for it because the casting call, like the, the description was exactly me. It was an acrobat. It was the personality type that I love being and acting. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to submit. Like I'm not, I'm not mixed. I'm not ethnically ambiguous. I'm pretty clearly Asian, but you know, if they, if they really feel that I'm a good fit, like maybe they'll just hire me. And I did it and I got it. And it was one of the most amazing short films I've ever done. And I loved the role. And I even asked the casting director after I was like, how did you choose me? And they're like, honestly, it was you versus what we thought was going to be the role. But when you did your audition, you were the character. And I'm like, wow, yes. I just got a shiver yeah. when you said that. I love that. I love that. And I want that to be the future. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's about, you know, really um, having Asian American characters that aren't these stereotypes, that aren't, like you said, the tokens that are really just these authentic, real characters, like the people that we know, that I know in my everyday life that are Asian American, that don't have to be a sidekick or uh, I guess any of the other- The ninja or Yeah, any of those things. Which I'd be happy to be a ninja, but yes. (laughs) So talking of that, what would be your dream Hollywood role? Well- it's funny, like people always ask me, they're like, do you like circus better or acting? I'm like, That's, I That was my next both. question. <laughs> oh, really? People always ask because I'm like, I love both. So I would say my dream role is a role that combines both, where I'm acting and I am performing somehow in some capacity. Um, at, like I, I, I'm going to put this into the universe. Like yes. a dream job would be, if Crazy Rich Asians 2 came out and one of the characters happens to be a circus performer and I am one of those characters and end up in the lead role, like that would be a dream job. Something that is pushing for Asian American representation, something that that showcases the amazing skill and talent and work that we put into being a circus performer and, and acting. So I would say anything that kind of captures those two, three things would be would be a dream. I think that can happen. It has to. It's going to happen. I can feel it. I know you're going to be a huge star. That's why I wanted you on my podcast. Uh, What are you working on right now? Um, Right now? Oh, man, it's all stuff under NDA. But actually, I am doing a big commercial slash content piece next week. I can't say who it's for, but it's about breaking Asian stereotypes. Oh, I love that. And I'm really, really excited because... As I kind of mentioned, like I've taken a non-traditional path where I went to UC Berkeley, I worked at Microsoft and Google, and I was like very traditionally what an Asian parent would want from their daughter. (laughs) And then I quit and joined the circus and that's completely off the bean path. And yeah, so that content piece, I'm I'm sharing that story. So that is something I'm I'm personally like, it is my mantra. Like I, I want people to know you don't have to do what society tells you to do. You could actually follow your heart and do what you love. Yeah. So very excited for that. that. Your story is yeah. amazing and you've done <laughs> so much and so much more to come. Um, if people want to find you, follow you, book you, yeah. where, can, where can they find you? Where can they get you? Yes. So I, you could find me on Instagram. It's Christine Lee Cirque. And one of my main things that I work on is I actually am one of the founders of a circus troupe called the Dahlias. So you could find us on Dahlia's Entertainment, and we are a minority and female-run circus troupe based up and down California, and we book all kinds of amazing talent for 
corporate events and shows and weddings and parties and festivals. So yeah, I would say that's probably the two easiest ways to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I just can't wait to see what's in store for you. And just thanks for being my guest. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Hollywood Reveal. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm